We're at the end of the island with Junior Rowing News. Ready for rhythm in two, in one, rhythm now! Hello everyone and welcome back to the End of the Island podcast with me, Fergus Mainland. Hope you've all fully recovered, recuperated from Henley Royal Regatta 2023, but I'm delighted to say our content from Henley isn't quite over it yet. The podcast is taking a little bit of a different um, spin over the next few weeks and I'm really pleased to say that one of our columnists, Ian Randall, behind the Randall Foils, uh, he is huge in the world of rowing innovation in particular. He was out and about on the ground at Henley this year, conducting a huge, huge number of interviews with athletes, coaches, all sorts of people he could find on the towpath. He spent the week asking people about their experiences in rowing, their achievements and any notable innovations from their time in rowing. And he conducted so many interviews that we are going to be bringing you effectively one episode from each day of Henley Royal. So six episodes to bring you. So these are the innovation interviews brought to you by JRN and Ian Randall at the end of the island. My name is Ian Randall and I'm at the start line of the Henley Royal Regatta 2023. And over the next week, I'm going to be speaking with rowers both past and present about their views on innovation in the sport of rowing. Welcome to day two. Jonathan Cantwell, Twickenham Rowing Club. Can you tell me your proudest moment in a rowing boat? I've got to think about that's, that. That's all right. I, I know my proudest moment in rowing, organising international level coaching for Pakistan, for the Karachi Boat Club. I went, they liked it so much, they actually said, we need more, but we need a, an official accredited course. And a good friend was the development officer for Rowing New South Wales. And with a few emails and phone calls, he was willing to come. FISA were willing to sign off on it. And now they have uh, FISA-accredited rowing coaches at the Karachi Boat Club in Pakistan. And my friend has been back two or three more times since. That, I think, is my single biggest achievement in rowing. What do you see as the major changes that have occurred in our sport? Well, depending on your timeline, women's rowing growing over the last few years, the strength of schools uh, or junior rowing outside of the big name schools uh, in Australia, it's the same, it's the big private schools, Australia or public schools here that have the money and the tradition to do rowing, but now you get successful club and independent junior programs coming through, um, which broadens the base. And rowing has always had that stigma of being an elitist sport. I don't think it is an elitist sport. What is more true is that it is a very expensive sport because of the kit. Um, but it's possible to go a long way on older equipment um, if you're smart. Depends. I learnt to row with wooden oars and wooden boats. I, I still repair wooden oars and wooden boats for people. The change from the Macon blade to the hatchet or oh, the cleaver gained a little bit of speed initially. A lot of the older rowers still prefer that. But what it gained is they are much easier to row. They're much easier for a novice to place the blade, set the blade, maintain their pitch with the modern oars. They weren't necessarily any faster than a good oarsman. But 
the learning curve is shorter and I don't want to say lesser rowers, but you can row better more easily with the modern equipment. The blade design is now, we're now looking at our next jump in technology with uh, Concept 2 with their shorter, fatter blades. They really do grip the water, especially their, their latest one, the Comp, and Croker are now bringing out a, a similar, slightly shorter, slightly fatter blade, chasing the same principles. Um, and people have noticed, so we've, the, the hatchet blades, the cleaver blades of the last 20 years haven't been that much different. But now we've got these shorter, fatter blades, which have, in the last two or three years, been much more successful, more successful than, say, the fat blade, because it had uh, length problems. You had to rig the boat very dif differently, so nobody wanted to do it. The comp blade, with its smaller area, means you can rig the boat on the same numbers in a club, if it's a shared boat, that it can still use a smoothie or a croaker standard hatchet blade without re-rigging. So you get the advantages of the fat without the hassle of the rigging. And if it's a club boat and it's shared, it's very difficult to rig one boat strangely. So that's why the fat didn't get as much adoption as they might have hoped. But that, I, I test rode the comps uh, a couple of years ago and it was amazing. And um, the Croker representative has now shown me their new one, which I'm going to test row, when I can blag a, copy, a, a spare pair of them. So that is the true innovation. Boat hulls, I think, are evolutionary. And anybody who's got naval architecture software could tweak things for a particular speed range. But uh, you might find a boat that goes fast at this speed range and just feels horrible in training because you've optimised for something odd. So you have found, or I have found, that there are a couple of eights that boat builders attempted. Great in theory, but in practice people say, well, we don't like training in it. It feels horrible. Every race piece is wonderful. And that was that Sykes had one of those and Hudson had the boats with the sort of the, the, the fatter part of the boat further forward at, at three seat. And it's sound in principle, but of course, how much of your training session are you at top speed? So much comes down to feeling, doesn't it? Where yes. It's got to feel right. And if you've done 10,000 hours with a certain feeling, suddenly you're given something different. Yeah. You walk away from it. Well, quickly. as an anecdote, I, I knew one coach, he had a crew in Japan with Sykes boat, which had the sort of this more revolutionary shape, and they had an older M-packer. And they preferred the M-Packer to train in. And they wanted to race in it. But every time they did race pieces, and they put the telemetry on the boat, they timed everything. Every time they went full speed, they were always faster in the sights. They just didn't like to train in it. But if you're not happy in training, will you train up to the point of that making a difference? So if you're a top crew, you're going to win in the faster boat. If you're a developing crew, you're probably going to win in the boat that you are comfortable in. If somebody's rigged correctly and they are adjusted correctly in the boat, they're sitting in the correct position, the heights are correct, they will row better. If the pitch is not right, if they're sitting too far back, if the heights are wrong, their feet are in the wrong position, they will go slow in a brand new boat. Yeah, my name's Jeff Morgan and I'm a member of Handy Rowing Club. Would you describe your proudest moment in a boat? In a boat was probably... Um, 
winning senior C4s at Hammersmith Amateur in 1979. <laughs> we had a very rough season and it was the only win we recorded that year. What do you see as the most significant changes in our sport? Uh, well, reflecting society, more women, um, and also wider access to, if you like, teenagers who are not at, shall we say, who are in the state-maintained sector at school. Uh, there's greater participation across younger people, society and greater opportunity for all. Martin Feely, University College Dublin, Boat Club. Would you describe your proudest moment? Oh, I haven't had that many. Well, I won at Henley. That was good. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> Can you tell me about that? No, it was the easiest win we ever had in our lives. But um, No, one of the proudest um, Henley moments was we beat uh, University College Dublin, we beat ISIS um, in the quarterfinal, uh, where we led them, they passed us and they led us and we got them again and we broke the records for the course. That's a long time ago, sir. That's <laughs> Can I ask for 25 years, no, it's not, it's 25 years ago this year. And my final question... No, it's 50 years 50 ago. Years <laughs> I keep interrupting you. What are the most significant changes you've seen in our sport? Uh, good or bad? Either. I think the concentration of all the talent in centres is bad for the sport. Bad for... Yeah, the sport in general, as in the competitiveness of it. The f hmm. I suppose, to put it at its worst, the sport has gone out of sport the fun yeah. it's too professional to win at all costs uh, my name is Andrew Iddles and a long time ago I was the cox of Abingdon School my particular crew never won any event anywhere I don't think there were any proud moments sadly but uh, I have been a lifelong fan of Henley I came with my father when I was a teenager and I come every year when I can probably for the last 60 years. Uh, the number of events and the number of events in particular that women participate in uh, and it's nice to see uh, three events with ladies eights. The eights are the most spectacular part of the uh, regatta and it's nice to see even more eights competing. Just, just Ken. I'm uh, an extra from Durham Amateur Rowing Club. I was I'm here at Henley because my son was rowing yesterday, and the uh, wife was forced, so I uh, came to watch him. It was a last-minute thing because he qualified on Friday, so it's all a bit of a rush job to get here. But what was your proudest moment in a boat? I suppose it was rowing with my two sons in, a, in the Durham City Regatta oh, a few years ago now, um, and uh, it was quite uh, an eye-opener. I think I had an out-of-body experience by the end of it because they were all a lot younger than I was. But, uh, yeah, I think that was my proudest moment, rowing with my two sons. Thank you so much. And my last question is, what are the most significant changes that you have witnessed in our sport? Becoming more amenable to the local community, I think. Um, you know, you could say at one time it was quite an elite sport, but certainly in the Durham area, the, our rowing club has opened its doors a lot more to... The local community and, and facilitated the uh, opportunities to get into rowing 
from all backgrounds and walks of life. So I think that's probably about the most. Yeah, hi, I'm Jess Eddy. My boat clubs are University of London Boat Club and London Rowing Club, and I'm a steward here at the Regatta. Proudest moment in rowing? I won a silver medal at the Rio Olympics in the Women's Eight, uh, and it was, it was a proud moment because fundamentally we won an Olympic medal, it's always nice to do that, but I think it was more the accumulation of, of, of all the hard work and the people I did it with. And when you get a bit further away, that was a few years ago now, you start to really reflect on that, of the achievement, yes, a nice shiny thing, but really the accomplishment is achieving something with these incredible people around me. And I learned that through my entire rowing career, that unless you're a crazy person who want to do the single school, um, you're going to row with other people. And I think knowing how to get the best out of people around you, knowing how they tick, knowing what to do when they're having a bad day, or how to reward them when they're having a good day, is fundamental to our sport. We have to do it with other people. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm most proud of. And, and yes, it's metal, but I'm most proud of doing that with a group of friends, really, yeah. The most significant changes that have happened in rowing in my lifetime is probably the, the parity between men and women. So, you know, I've gone through, just before I was born, but they, women only were allowed into the Olympics in 76, so very, very late. Um, and just to see the changes and... And not just on paper, not just saying, look, there's more women's events, that's great news, but seeing attitudes change and the way that people act and behave between the two genders now is, is wild, wildly different to what it was 30, 40 years ago. And being a woman in sport, is, that's really important to me to see, and, and I feel it with the respect and the, the kind of level pegging you get between, certainly for me and the British team I rode there, and now here at Henley, we're, we're one of our big drives to make sure we make that a level playing, playing field for, for both genders. And uh, we're not quite there yet. Change takes time for something this old, but um, we will we will get there, and we're going to be part of that change. Thank you so much for your time, and I wish you the very best, Henley. Thank you very much. My name is Mark Houtsager. I'm Dutch. Um, I rode for the Dutch Royal Student Rowing Club Noord in Leiden. Um, and I'm here for my son, who's rowing for Neerhuis, another Dutch club. Uh, I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, the proudest moment was that um, oh, I was rowing the um, university, um, like Olympic Championships, FISU they call it. And um, I had the opportunity to uh, have a combination with a Russian four in an eight, doing a sprint. And these guys were from Siberia. <laughs> and that was just the most awesome experience to be a Dutch four and a Russian four together in an eight at the university uh, regatta. It was just exhilarating. <laughs> what are the greatest changes that you have seen in rowing? Oh, the most interesting change is uh, the power watt, uh, where you can actually measure the power by rower. That is the most interesting thing that I've ever seen. And my kids are telling me about it. I've never experienced it. But, uh, yeah, I am still from the age where a carbon ore was really modern. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now let's wander back up the river, past the finishing line, into the competitors' area to speak with some rowers who have finished their racing for the day and many who have finished their racing for the season. Floris Bedeweg, Ezar Neres. How many times have you competed at Henley? Uh, this is my first time. 
And what has been special about this regatta? I think the the habits and the yeah all the the class of it just everything is is so well prepared and it's just a whole other class just really uh, amazing to be here yeah what has been your proudest moment um i've only raced one time and we got knocked out by washington but yeah my proudest moment just keeping our heads cool and trying to keep up yeah it's really uh now, I wonder, coming into this regatta, did you make any changes to your equipment, adopt any new innovations? Um, no, we, we did what we always did, just a row. But with the, with, with the headwind, we adjusted our oars a little bit because it was a quite, quite big headwind. So, uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Charlotte Kershaw from Northeastern Women's Rowing. And can you tell me how many times have you competed at Henley? This is my first time. Uh, just being in England, it's so cool, and just being able to race all these international crews is super fun and exciting. Um, just seeing the team come together and just training for a week in Henley and really putting our best foot forward today. Yeah, we've we've kind of we tried a few different lineups throughout the season and just settled on this one. We've been training as a group for the last couple of months and just really meshed together and came together well. Owen Meredith, I wrote for Great Marlow School. And how many times have you competed at Henley? It's my first time just qualified this year. Atmosphere, you don't really get that any other regatta. It's people all around the world, first time racing like international events. Yes. Sorry. What has been your proudest moment? In um, probably um, getting through round one. It's the first time our school ever got through round one at Henley from just being around 20 years. Super proud of that. I wonder whether you have adopted any innovations for this season. What do you mean by innovations? Have you made any adjustments to your equipment or tried something new? We um, kept a top quad, but we just put the rest of our crew in eight. Yeah. weren't expecting too much of it, to be honest. Yeah. Managed to get through round one which foot club first, so that's probably our biggest innovation, I'd say. Yeah, uh, my name's Charles Powell and I row for London Row Club. And how many times have you competed at Henley? Uh, this is my second time competing at Henley. Uh, I think the race today, it was pretty special to row with uh, the seven other boys and Heather, our Cox. Uh, it's been a really good season together. Um, I'm pleased with, with what we've achieved, even if it's not the result we were quite looking for. We're, with London Rowing Club, I think my, my proudest moment on the water was probably boating for, for our race today. Um, it's just all come together very nicely. And, and yeah, it's been a pleasure to, to be here and compete. Have you made any changes to your equipment, whether you adopted any innovations for this season? No, not particularly, just, just sort of using tried and tested methods, trying to, to perfect our technique and, and go as fast as we can. Uh, my name is Shauna Fitzsimons and I'm from University College Dublin Boat Club. And how many times have you competed at Henley? This is my first time. It might sound a bit cheesy, but like it is like rowing in a dream. Like it's the atmosphere, the environment, the, even the town and the people. Everyone is so nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's like nothing else I've ever experienced. Had to come through qualifiers, so we had to race the time trial. And, <laughs> and then uh, we just won our first race there against uh, Virginia University. So yeah, it was amazing. Always nice to win at Henley. It doesn't happen that often. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty good. Just getting the boat going. It's sticking to the basics, really not making things too complicated. Um, we were very lucky to get a, a nice new boat there about two weeks ago. So that's a big change in equipment. Um, thanks to the support of our uh, university, UCD sport are amazing. So yeah, we're, we're well set up, obviously. <laughs> um, so it was really great. Yeah. Harry, uh, I'm the, well, I'm actually the outgoing president of Edinburgh University Boat Club. Uh, and I'm also graduating this year. And how many times have you competed at Henley? Uh, this is my fourth. 
this Henley, um, well, it's my last one for Edinburgh. Uh, my whole crew, aside from our Cox, but my whole crew, we all started rowing at Edinburgh at the same time. Um, came through the programme together and that's our last race together. So, And they're my, some of my closest friends at uni, so it's been really good to race with them and didn't get the result we wanted today. But What was your proudest moment this regatta? Uh, I think probably coming past Remenham in that race, I think there was a, a danger that they kind of, that Treetown would move out and we wouldn't get it back, but we stuck in, dug in and pulled it back to half a length at the end and just proud of the guys' mentality for just staying in it. Yeah. Can I ask whether you adopted any new innovations, innovations. this season, coming into this regatta or made any changes to equipment? Uh, we spent a lot of this, a lot of the lead up to Henley training with telemetry on our boat um, and our cops was, we had, we'd have sessions going through our telemetry and really working, digging in on the finer details of it, um, which has kind of been new for me rather than just coaches from the outside, but really going into detail on it. Um, spent a week up in the Highlands training for that, so yeah, perk of rowing at Edinburgh, being able to train in the Highlands. Ollie Coulson from uh, Marlow Rowing Club. And how many times have you competed at Henley? Uh, first time, first time. So yeah, it's been uh, been quite the experience. Pretty pretty tough, but yeah, to go through qualifiers with the guys, awesome. So yeah, it was good fun, good fun. So what has been your proudest moment in the boat? In the boat, um, I tell you what, I think I think it was yesterday. I think we'd, we'd come off the the back of like probably some some tough training and a few few dodgy sessions, and then yeah, then yesterday we just sort of it all just syncs up, and we were like. And you just kind of realise you're doing it for the guys around you, not just for yourself. And I think that, for me, highlighted why I do put myself through it in the winter. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was so great. Have you adopted any innovations or made any changes to your equipment coming into this regatta? Have I? Um, let me think. So, not really, to be honest. Apart, mm, I'm trying to think. No, nothing springs to mind, actually. So, no, unfortunately not. So, um, just put blade in, pull hard, and hope for the best kind of thing. I think that's our innovation of the day. But. I'm Tom Scott, I wrote for Marlowe. And how many times have you competed at Henley? Uh, this will be my fifth, fifth year. Yeah, quite a few. I think it, since COVID, it's probably the first time it's felt really like full and like there's a lot of people around and there's a proper buzz around the town and stuff. I think especially this year. Proudest moment in the boat. Um, I got to the Saturday in 2017 of Henley, which is pretty pretty special. Did you make any significant changes to your equipment or adopt any new innovations? Uh, not really. I uh, just kept things simple, do what we always do and kind of trust trust our coach and that he's set things up right the whole time and kind of buy into it really. So, yeah, nothing too special. Just try hard and see what happens. Katie Clark, Maple Bay Rowing Club. And Mary Lewis, Vernet Tardif, also Maple Bay. And how many times have you competed at Henley? This is our first Henley. Uh, same thing, same yeah. Thing. <laughs> so in 2020, we were supposed to come and race this event together, um, but then COVID hit and everything was cancelled. Um, it was Lulu's last year of under 23. Um, I had one more year, so we were separated for a little bit. Um, so it's pretty special that we get to come and do our first Henley together. I think we just like came together as a crew not too far ago like a couple of weeks ago and we raced world cup two and now we're here and i think um i'm really proud of how we just stay in the process and just get better every race um so it's not always glorious but um it's it's really fun to row with your best friend and just like Certainly yeah <laughs> thinking about your preparation what changes or innovations did you adopt uh so we had a new coach this year come in in february and she has really been focused again on being really process oriented and just taking one step at a time and like what are we doing well what can we improve on every single step of the way um, instead of treating every single race as a be-all end-all situation it's like 
what's the end goal and what do we need to do to get there and it's been a really cool way to shape how we row instead of putting so much pressure on every single race it's like what's controllable and how can we be better every time yeah so we usually have our boats in europe but here we're boring boats and um honestly our double has been really good we were a little bit skeptical at first but once we got into it uh it's been feeling really really good uh we tweaked a bit of uh rigging but other than that it's been it's been good hi i'm Tarek. um i'm rowing for rowing canada but we're rowing as maple bay this weekend so and how many times have you competed at henley this is my first henley so, yeah, um, you know, it's just a really big regatta, a lot of quality crews here. Uh, very exciting just to be part of the big community that comes in and just kind of have a fun time racing. I was in the men's eight last year at World Champs and we had the fastest time of the day in the heats, which was fun. Um, I picked up sculling because uh, I was sweeping last year in the eight. So sculling, jumping in the quad for now. So, yeah, that's pretty big. Certainly is. Thank yeah. you so much for your time and have yeah. a great regatta. Cool. Thanks.